Good evening. So glad that you have uh, joined me tonight. Uh, I uh, am getting started here tonight in the uh, Wednesday night uh, Bible study. Uh, again, I'm glad that you have joined with me. I'm going to give everybody just another moment or two to sign on. Uh, if you are with me already, uh, please uh, put a like on Facebook or comment. Um, I also encourage you to share. Uh, you know, share this uh, Bible study with uh, your friends on Facebook and, and those who you have. Um, and, and, and post and share this post with them. Because I believe that God wants to say something uh, to his people tonight. And I'm not going to be very long tonight. Um, but I do want to make sure that I share what the Lord has laid on my heart to share. Uh, I was in prayer <clears throat> the other night, uh, actually yesterday, um, and, and the Holy Spirit really spoke to me. And uh, I believe he told me that he wanted me to let his people know. some things that they need to do and that they need to bear in mind in this time and season. So I want to do that tonight. And I'm going to begin with the letter of Jude, verse number 20. And, and I, I want to really talk a little bit tonight about stirring up yourselves, stirring up yourselves. Jude, uh, the letter of Jude, uh, and I'm going to take verse 20 from the letter of Jude tonight. The letter of Jude is a very small letter. In fact, it's only one chapter in length. Um, the letter of Jude is, is in the New Testament. Uh, it follows after the birth of the church. So you have Jesus who came in the flesh. You have his death. You have his resurrection. Uh, then, of course, you have 50 days following. You have the birth of the church, which was... Uh, in the book of Acts, and it gives you the history and timeline there of the birth of the church. You have the beginnings of the church ministry with the apostle Peter, the apostles John, and, and really all of the disciples. Uh, you have, of course, the great uh, evangelists uh, such as uh, Philip, uh, who went out and, and evangelized uh, Samaria, uh, who evangelized uh, uh, other parts of the known world as well. Uh, then you even have the great apostle Peter, who was uh, converted, uh, who came to know the Lord, uh, and who really began to do a lot of missionary journeys and began to plant churches all around. And he's really uh, uh, the, the linchpin, if you will, the linchpin that, that pushed the church forward. 
and he began to plant churches uh, outside of Jerusalem, going into Thessalonica, uh, going into Macedonia, uh, uh, even going as far as Rome, and, and really began to build the church out. And then from there, you even have uh, others such as as the Apostle John, who who went further out, and 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 the uh, book of martyrs, John Fox, uh, his book even tells us of, of some of the other disciples and how far they uh, went their reach uh, to spread the church and the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And after all of that, and really beginning the spread of the church, the, the growing out of the church, the expansion of the church, um, was this letter Jude written. And it was written in a very timely uh, point in the history of the early church. Because it was written at a time when the early church was beginning to establish itself, it was really beginning to have a, a strong foundation. But yet, in the midst of that, there was beginning to be some false teachings. There was beginning to be some conflicts, some controversies in that early church. And so the letter of Jude was written. It was written by uh, Jude or Judas, very common name, not the Judas Iscariot who betrayed Christ, but uh, actually is believed to be his brother. Uh, who wrote the letter of Jude. Again, very short letter uh, in the New Testament. You will find it uh, all the way near the end of the Bible. The uh, book of Revelation is the very last book of the Bible. And the letter of Jude comes just before Revelation. And I want to read verse number 20 because again, I, I find this to be so impactful for where we are at today. Uh, of course, the letter of Jude begins by talking about the common salvation, talking about how false teachings have come in and how we need to be diligent to keep the faith, fight for the faith, defend the faith, be strong for the faith. But then in verse 20, I believe it gives a very prophetic and a very timely uh, word of encouragement to the church. And I believe that that word of encouragement is for the church even now, today. And I believe this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me yesterday and said, I want you to share this to my people. And it says in verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I want to read it again. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's actually pray to begin tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask now that you will open our minds and ears to hear and receive what you have for us tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
it begins by saying, but you, beloved. And what I feel the Holy Spirit wanting to share with you tonight is that you are his beloved. I want to say that again. You are the Lord's beloved. He loves you. He calls you his own. In fact, scripture says that you are his child. You are his son, his daughter. He loves you. He loves you so much that he calls you his beloved. He brings you under his wing as he calls you his own. He loves you. And tonight, I want all of you watching me and listening to me via this live stream broadcast to hear this. God sent His Son to die and to rise again just to bring you in right relationship with him. That's how much God loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to have a real close intimate relationship. You know, one of the great stories I love in the Bible is in the book of Song of Solomon. In fact, many call it Song of Songs because they, they say that it's the greatest song ever written. It is the song of songs. It is the song of all the songs. It is the greatest song you could ever hear. The greatest song ever sung. And in the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon, I, I, I love this because... It speaks of a man and a woman, a king and a, and a Shulamite woman. And it says of their love, it speaks to how much they love each other and how much they've fallen for one another. Can I tell you, saints, today, God has fallen for you. God has fallen. He loves you so much he's fallen in love with you he loves you he cares for you and in song of solomon this is what the lord speaks to you and in fact you can read this in song of solomon chapter number eight And Song of Solomon, chapter number 8. It says, Set me as a seer, this is in verse number 6, upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which have a most vehement flame. Many waters 
cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. In fact, if a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contemned. It would be as nothing. God says, my love for you is so strong. My love for you is so much that the waters cannot quench my love for you. The, the floods of the earth cannot quench my love for you. That's how much he loves you. And he says, but you, beloved, I want to be in intimate relationship. I want to have intimacy with you. When was the last time you sat down and just had intimate fellowship with the Lord? I'm talking intimate fellowship with God. And he says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. See, as much as God loves you, he does not want to see you remain where you are. He loves you too much for that. He loves you too much to just let you stay where you are. He loves you too much to just let you go through life idly by. He wants you to become something in your life. And I say that again. He wants you to become something in your life. That's why it's important to become a student of the Word of God. It's important to become a student of, of life, a student of, of, of learning. To constantly grow and build yourselves up in the faith. And look at what this says. He says, build up yourselves. It's amazing as you hear now in the spring. This is spring. It's, it's early spring. And as I even as I sit in my uh, study here tonight, I hear outside the windows the birds chirping. And you know what the birds do? They, 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 here's what the mother birds do when they're trying to get their baby, their baby birds to learn how to fly. They push them out the nest. Oh, so that, that doesn't seem very nice. But you see, the birds have learned that the only way to really learn how to fly is to get pushed out your comfort zone. Is to get knocked out of your place of rest, your place of safety. And when you get pushed out, you learn to fly. You learn to run. Isn't it amazing that the scripture says, when you walk through the waters, I'll be there. When you go through the fires, I'll be there. He never says just, when the fires come on you, I'm there. He says, when you actually go through the fire, 
I'll be there. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they had to go inside that fiery furnace? It wasn't until after they took their stand for Christ and the King Nebuchadnezzar said, now go into this fiery furnace. When they stepped in, Jesus then showed up as the fourth man in the fire. I want to tell you, saints, right now, tonight, hallelujah, when you are going through your trial and test and you're going through what seems like hell on earth, that's when the Lord himself will show up right there beside you and he will be there with you. But the Lord never said, just stay where you are, just remain where you are, just remain a little child. In fact, the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, he says, it's time to move on from childish things. It's time to move on from drinking the milk and it's time to start eating the meat of the word. It's time to grow up. It's time to stir up yourselves. And that's why in Jude 20 he says it's time to build up yourselves in the most holy faith. I'm not going to build you up you're going to build up yourselves. I'm not going to feed you. You're going to feed yourselves. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That's what the Lord is wanting to really bring to you tonight. He's wanting to stir you to action. He wants to stir his church to a new place, to a new level, to grow to greater heights, to rise up to higher elevations. But he says, I am not going to do it for you. You have to stir up your yourselves. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah, this is a, a very sad statement that the Lord made about the nation of Israel. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 64. And in Isaiah chapter 64, 4, verse number 7. Isaiah, the Lord actually, through the prophet Isaiah, makes, makes a very condemning statement about his people. Remember, the Jews were his people, his chosen people. And he makes a very sad, very condemning statement about his own people. I pray this statement can never be said about his church today. But listen to this, this sad statement God made about his own people. He said, there is none who calls upon your name who stirs up himself to take hold of you. There is none who stirs up himself to take hold of you. Remember Moses? When God came to Moses and said, Moses, what do you want? He said, oh God, I want to see your glory. If there's one thing I want, God, I don't want to go through this life without seeing your glory. God, I want to, I want to see more of you. I want to see more of what you are doing. I want to see it with all of my eyes. And the Lord himself said, okay, I'm going to pass by before you. And you will see the backside of my glory. Oh, can the church today be stirred be stirred, to be stirred up to see more of God, to be stirred up to grow more in the faith. Be stirred up tonight, this season, to grow beyond where you are. 
to a new measure of faith. One of the greatest things that Paul said to a brand new uh, a preacher who was just starting in the faith, who was just really rising up to that, that level of maturity where he was about to take on uh, uh, that role of, of, of pastor and he was about to take on that, that ministry. And in fact, he was already by this point in time, he was, he was, he was doing ministry and he was, he was actually pastoring the church there. <clears throat> and, and Paul writes to him in the second letter to Timothy and he writes to Timothy <laughs> and look at what he says to Timothy in, in, in uh, uh, chapter one of second Timothy. When he says to him, he says to him in, in, in chapter 1, he says, I want to put you in remembrance. Verse number 6. I want to put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Can I say that again? Paul said to Timothy, this was after Timothy had already been planted as a pastor. This was already Timothy had, had gone through uh, many of the, of the beginnings of ministry under the, 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 the teachings and leadership of the Apostle Paul. And now Paul comes back to him and he says, hey, Timothy, I want to put you in remembrance to do something. I know you are the pastor of the church. I know you have already been leading others. In the faith and raising up others in the faith. But I, I want you to do something. I want you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. In other words, he's saying it's time, Timothy. Yes, you, you, you've made it to this level. Yes, you've already raised yourself up to this level. But now, Timothy, don't remain just at this level. Never remain where you are. Always, always, always stir yourself up to something greater. Always, always, always stir up the gift of God which is in you. Always, always, always stir up yourselves. Never be condemned by, the, by having the Lord say of you, you. Oh, there was no one who stirred up himself. There was no one who stirred up himself to go farther, to see more, to go to higher heights. There was no one. Let that not be said of the church today. I'm challenging the church today. Build up yourselves in the most holy faith. And then he says this. He says, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 6, he gives to us this great and inspiring teaching on what we now call the, the armor of God. Paul was simply using the Roman soldier's armor as an illustration to help the church understand the different elements of faith and how they can be applied to our life, how they need to be applied. 
And at the end of this great teaching, where Paul begins to teach on the helmet of salvation and the, the, the belt of truth and, and the feet of peace and shield of faith. He then says this. He says, he says and here's the last thing you need to do. He says, you need to pray with all supplication in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. You see, there's something to be said about praying in the Spirit. When you begin to pray in the Spirit, that in and of itself is another weapon of offense and defense that both guards you and also elevates you. See, there's one thing when you become a soldier, you have to go through all the different levels. You start off as a, you know, just a, a, a rookie, boot camp. But then you grow. You become a, a sergeant, a lieutenant, a, a captain. Commander, Lieutenant Commander, all the way up to being a, a chief, if you make it that far. There's levels. Not everyone can go from being an ensign all the way up to being a chief. What quality, what characteristic separates those who remain as just the rookies of the military to becoming chiefs. If I can say that there's a quality found in every single one of them, it's that they stirred themselves. They didn't wait for their commanding officer to come by and say, Hey, you should you should do more. Hey, you should you should read more. Hey, you should study more. Hey, you should, you should exercise more. They didn't just stand around and wait for, to be told what to do. They actively sought out. They stirred themselves. And I believe the Holy Spirit has wanted me to say this very boldly to the church tonight. Are we coming to church just to have that, that moment when the commanding officer tells you what to do and, and stirs you and, and challenges you, but, but then the whole week long you just you don't do anything about it. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge the church. It's time to build ourselves in the most holy faith. Don't wait for the pastor to help build you up. Build yourselves in the most holy faith. Pray in the Spirit. What a weapon you have when you begin to pray in the Spirit. In fact, Paul goes on to even tells us a little bit of great value when we pray in the Spirit. 
because in Romans chapter 6, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 8, he says that when you don't know what to pray for, when you ought to, when you don't know what you should be praying about, when you don't know who you should be praying for, when you don't know the things that, that you should be praying on, he said, just begin to pray in the Spirit and here's what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit will begin to groan through you. He will begin to make utterances through your lips. That at times not even you can begin to understand or even utter. He begin to groan through you, the groaning of the Spirit. In other words, He begin to pray through you. What a powerful thing. What a powerful thing. When you have somebody to begin to, like the Holy Spirit, that when you don't know what you should be doing, when you don't know what you should be saying, He just begins to jump right in and work through you. The psalmist gave us a challenge when the psalmist said open wide your mouth and God will fill it open wide your mouth and God will fill it I believe that's what God is saying right now to his church it's time to stir up yourself I love you too much to just let you stay where you are time to grow. It's time to move to another level. And I know you don't understand it. I know you don't understand how. But I believe the Lord is saying to you right now tonight, just begin to open wide your mouth and I'll begin to speak through you. I'll begin to pray through you. I'll begin to sing through you. Just begin to open your mind and I'll begin to help grow and and, 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 and and show you things. Remember Jeremiah? Jeremiah 33.3 uh, 33, He says, call upon me. That means open your mouth. Call upon me and I will show you mighty things. Call upon me and I will show thee greater things. It begins with opening wide your mouth. And tonight, I want to challenge the church tonight to just begin to pray in the Spirit, to begin to sing in the Spirit, to begin to call upon the Lord in the Spirit, through the Spirit. And I want to pray for you tonight. Because God wants you to stir up yourself. And the Holy Spirit wants to stir you. He wants to stir you up. Will you pray with me tonight? And let's let God stir us to another level. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come. We welcome you to touch us. We welcome you to fill our mouth with your praise, to fill our mouth with your words. 
Father God, I pray right now that you would stir each one watching and listening. You would stir us. Stir us to read and study and grow. For Lord, you said in your word that we are to grow in the grace and knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to do that today in this season. Help us not to just be sitting idly by. But Lord, use the church as we stir up ourselves to greater things. We love you, Lord. We thank you. I want to invite you to church with us on Sunday. We have a great service every Sunday. Uh, we are located at 1900 Lincoln Road, uh, near Babylon Road and Old Allegan Dam Road. Um, right there on the north side of Allegan. So if you are anywhere in the West Michigan, especially Southwest Michigan area, uh, we truly invite you and we welcome you to come and be a part of us in worship. We meet at 1030 every Sunday morning. God bless you. I love you. God loves you. Stay with God.